All right, folks, what is going on? This episode 352 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am Via Vala, and today we have a loaded show. I mean, the day is loaded. I came across this article by The Athletic. Shout out to Jeff Schultz. I mean, him and his, uh, his interview with Arthur Smith was phenomenal. And I want to break this entire uh, interview down. I'm going to go through the quotes, I'm give you my thoughts and opinions, and everything in between that. So, you know, hang on. This is going to be a really good one. Uh, so I I walked away impressed with what he said. I love what he said. And uh, I skimmed through it. I didn't read the whole thing, but I skimmed through it. I wanted to give you a, a natural reaction of some of the things I've seen. But the, the things that I've seen so far, the, 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 the some of the quotes that I've seen were like excellent. And I was like, no, nah, I have to do a video on this. I actually was going to do... Uh, a full video and not just a show on it at one point you know but i decided to wait and i was like you know i'm gonna you know wait a minute let it digest and then i'm gonna put it on the next episode of this podcast so you guys could get you know the full you know uh the the, the whole the full context and everything that i feel about this uh this interview I, I i think is excellent and i love the fact that arthur smith is out here talking like this and it's going to work out very well if this is your first time here welcome to the first and frame rate show i'm via baller over here we talk about georgia southern and atlanta falcons football and once again we're back on the atlanta falcons and we're going to talk about arthur smith if you want to listen to this outside of youtube and rumble you can find this on anchor stitcher spotify i'm also on apple Podcasts and google Podcasts. all the links are down in the description if you want to donate all that good stuff all the information is down there all right, let's go ahead and get into this. I am so glad that we hired this coach. I, you know, I, I've always, you know, been kind of wary and kind of skeptical of what could be, what cannot be when it comes to hiring coaches, and rightfully so. I mean, we had our ups and downs with coaches. Like I said, I think Smitty was good. Dan Quinn had a flash. We don't want to talk about Petrino, Mora, so-so, Dan Reeves, okay. You know, June Jones. I mean, we we, we know how it all went down, you know. Uh but with this guy here, Coach Arthur Smith, if, if I feel like this is the turning point of this franchise. You know, we all know how how close he was to winning the Super Bowl. But I think with the mindset this coach has, what he's trying to implement and the things that he said in this article and the things he's trying to do to implement uh, things on his team, I think we're really at a turning point. Draft picks, players that we're bringing in free agent-wise, the GM comes in as well. The whole mindset, all this is like really good stuff. So, um, like I said, the link will be down in the description for this article. We're going to talk about this. Um, like I said, Jeff Schultz, phenomenal article. Falcons author Smith focus on winning says tanking is the dumbest thing. And I totally agree with that. I don't care what you do in life. You don't sit around to tank or whatever the case may be. You're out here trying to win football games. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So we're going to read this and I'm going to give you a little bit of, you know, my commentary on everything that goes through this. I'm not going to read the entire thing. Obviously, I'm just going to try to get to the quotes or whatever the case may be. Uh, let's see. We're going to start right here. Ask if he and general manager Terry Fontenot has spoken about the 2023 draft when the two quarterbacks, Bryce Young and, uh, and CJ Stroud are projected as the first two picks. Smith responded, this is a waste of time and my a waste of your time and my time if you want to talk about 2023. Point blank. And, and that's the way it should be. Why Why would you guys as fans, and this is the one reason why I, I talked about this in my last episode, it's okay to root for your teams. If we happen 
to end up with the 2023 first or second round, I mean, first and second overall pick. It is what it is. But no matter what, every time you go out there on that field, you go out there to fight. You go out there to play. You go out there to win. And you want guys that want to do that, regardless if you're the least talented team or you're the most talented team. Because no matter what type of talent you have, if you're not playing up to your strengths or you're not playing down to your weakness, you know, you're, 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 you're probably going to end up losing games. So I don't know if that made sense, but I hope you all understand. But it's a waste of time. Why Why would you get get in that, you know, uh, whole mindset of wanting to lose games? Also, he said, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What team would not try to win football games? If you don't, if you don't, there are going to be consequences, okay? You're at the top of the draft, I got it. But you're in a very transactional phase of the National Football League right now. Trades in the draft, trades for quarterbacks. It's a different landscape when Jimmy Johnson took over the Dallas Cowboys in 89. It was pre-free agency, the famous Herschel Rocker trade. It, they blew it up, went 1-15. It was a long rebuild. Not, that is not the same NFL as today. Back then, people would give their firstborn and before they gave away picks. People are still going off old narratives, and it's comical. Any good team knows how to rebuild every year. I'm going to repeat this and highlight this. People are going off old narratives, and it's comical. I agree. It's getting old and it's laughable to hear people constantly say, oh, do this to get the top pick. Any good team knows how to rebuild every year. Any good team. So stop it. The Falcons traded Matt Ryan in March and are continuing their painful journey towards a manageable salary cap situation. Their roster again will be stocked with low-budget free agents and on one-year contracts. And with that combination with more difficult schedule than last year than the MGM Sportsbook, Texas give them an over-under win projection of 4.5, tied with the Texans for the lowest in the league smith don't care about predictions but he has strong thoughts on who he believes on those who believe the organizational organizational tanking in 2022 would be beneficial quote there are a lot of people who invested and love the strategies of a team building they're engaged and they play they play pretend gm online they pretend they know the salary cap and they pretend that they know what the locker room is like. They, and they pretend to know what it's like to put a game plan together. And they pretend to know what uh, uh, they know about life in NFL, but they have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. There's a lot of people who are invested and love the strategies of a team building. They're engaged and they play pretend GM online. They pretend that they know the salary cap and they pretend they know what the locker room is like and they pretend to know what it's like to put a game plan together and they pretend to know about life in the NFL, but they have no idea. You know, there's a lot of people on Twitter. <laughs> there's a lot of people on Twitter who does this. A lot of people on Twitter who does this. They they have no idea. They just feel like, oh, if they do this, this would be okay. No, it, it's a lot to go into. This is why... I react to what the team does and I give you my thoughts and opinion based on what they do or what they have done. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what the team should do because I have no idea. I'm just a guy behind the microphone. I don't know what the team is supposed to do. And I, I, I'm readily more than able to admit it. I don't know what Georgia Southern's going to do when they're in their whole transition with Coach Clay Helton. 
And I can't wait to see what they do. Just like I can't wait to see, you know, finally after two year number two, Arthur Smith has most of his fingerprints on this team the way he wants it. We don't know what they're supposed to do. And, and I get it. Some people on Twitter say well, that's what we're supposed to do on on Twitter is to project. Okay, yeah, it's one thing to project, but at least act like you know what you're talking about. Because sometimes people type and they sound good, but when other people read it, you have no idea what you're talking about. And we all know it and see it. This is why I tell you guys, people who are negative, overtly negative on this team, leave them alone. Avoid them. Let them have an echo chamber where they all could be negative by themselves. They're not worth talking to. Nevertheless, let's keep going. There's an old saying in professional sports. Coaches want to win today. General managers want, general managers want to win tomorrow. The suggestion often accurate is that the decision maker on the field usually has the less job security than the one behind the scenes. Okay, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Smith is aware of the saying that he and Fontenot are on the same page in regards to the pace and strategy of the rebuild. There was a thought by some that Atlanta should have traded Ryan before last season. Okay, I, I think that, that that's the fair that's a fair assessment. But Smith said the potential dead money hit on the salary cap made that a poor option. More on that shortly. And both he and Fontenot felt trying to win games in 2021 was important for the players buy-in process and building of a new culture you know what that is that is that is that is phenomenal that is a phenomenal outlook on what you're trying to do as a team and i'm not saying that because i'm buying dead serious even though you want to get you want to trade ryan you know it wasn't a good option at the time i said this when they did their um post interview that one time uh i think it was a live stream i did where we all pretty much found out that it seemed like that they wanted to get rid of Matt Ryan from day one, but they knew it wasn't a good option. So what they did was they tried to go out there and win games and they felt like it was important. I'm going to highlight this right here. They felt like it was important for the players buy-in process and building of a new culture, which I totally understand. I get it. And there was no and is no tension spinning off competing agendas. Here's the best way I can answer. This is uh, Arthur Smith once again. Here's the best way I can answer that. Taryn and I have a shared vision on how to build this thing in the long term and also compete in the short term. Smith said, you can keep selling hope all the time. You have to have that buy-in. Is it going to be perfect every year? No. But you need a program like Pittsburgh that can sustain the success that wins year after year. And even in the down years, it's going to be a dogfight to play them. You have to have something to sell. Otherwise, you're just a politician. Beautiful quote right there. Another great quote. Like, look, I'm going to say it. I don't know if this is going to be uh, a recipe to win football games or whatever, but you can't deny what this guy is saying. He's saying the right stuff. He's saying better stuff that's better than the right stuff. This is good stuff. Look, but you need to have a program like Pittsburgh, and we can say we want about the Steelers. The Steelers may have an up and down season, but I will tell you one thing for sure: the Steelers always find a way. The Steelers always find a way to be competitive. Let me see if I can move this real quick. There we go. The Steelers always find a way to be to be competitive. Always. 
they always find a way to win 9, 10, 11 games. And even in their down years, you're going to have a problem beating, playing, beating them in any, any week. Otherwise, you're a politician. You got to have something to sell. But perfect. Matt Ryan with the Falcons started the starting Falcons. The starting quarterback for 14 seasons was traded to the Colts for a third round t- uh, pick. After team ill-advised pursuit of Deshaun Watson, which I, you know, I, I, I thought it was going to be a good look, but looking back now, I mean, have you seen the, 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 the new thing on Deshaun Watson about the text messages? I mean, my God, Deshaun Watson, he could be in some trouble, but that's another story for another day. Many didn't have an issue with the franchise pulling, pushing reset. It was more about the clumsy way of things unfolded or, or an owner Arthur Blank's blind spot when it came to Watson. That's understandable. I mean, Arthur Blank known Watson for a long time. Get it. Get it. Understood. He's the owner. Who you, You're going to say no to the owner, really? The Falcons thoughts of, tra- of trading Ryan before last season, like, they likely would have been drawn, had drawn a better return in draft pick compensation. Instead, they restructured his contract after multiple previous restructures and effectively kicked the financial can down the road for another year. On some level, Smith wanted to see how well this offense would work with Ryan, wide receiver Calvin Ridley, and rookie Kyle Pitts. Smith and Fontenot were also weren't sure what they had with certain players. But when Ridley stepped away from mental health reasons and eventually was suspended for gambling and other things did not unfold as hope, the plan was dead. Totally understand that. Regardless, the Falcons understood if Ryan was brought back in 2022, his contract would have to be restructured yet again. That was something that was not something Smith and Fontenot wanted to do because it would be just delaying the inevitable. So all you people that want and love Matt Ryan, I get it. All you want to love and want Matt Ryan to, to finish as a Falcon, I get it. I I was on board with that. But you gotta understand if you're gonna continue to restructure, you gotta understand I think what it was like sixty nine, sixty three million dollars against the cap, dead money right now? Because we had to trade that I mean that that's that's a that's an insane hit and continue to restructure. You would never build a team that way. I don't care who you got, you would never rebuild a team that way. You 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 will always you'll end up being purg- in purgatory dealing with that. Quote Smith said, At some point you had to trade him. To restructure the contract he added would have been just opening another credit card to pay off debt. Perfect analogy. As for fans of the media who believe the Falcons should have moved on for Ryan a year ago and immediately drafted his replacement, Smith said, oh, this is going to be good. They don't, he said that they don't understand the cap. Sure, it could have been done and made a wholesale changes to the roster, but where would you be now? We knew it was going to be brutal for two years on the cap, no matter how we did it. If you go with the theory, blow it up and draft the quarterback year one, you better make sure you get the kids some help or it's going to be a disaster. I'm going to repeat that. Blow it up, draft the quarterback gear one. You better make sure you get the kids some help or going to be a disaster. Justin Fields would not have survived last year. You see the receivers that we had last year? Justin Fields barely survived with the Bears. The kid's going to get hit way too much. He'll probably have nobody to throw the ball to. And very few quarterbacks have gone through those rough patches and come out okay on the other side. There have been exceptions, but you need some guys to help you. I just said that. I just said that. And I didn't even read that. I just said that. And with the Falcons, did not have a, condus- a conducive situation restarting with the young quarterback. 
No, they didn't. Not with the situation that we inherited. And look, until you go through an entire season, you can study it from the outside, but you can't really know how everybody in the building works. What's fixable, what's not. Who are the guys you can count on in the future? That's why it felt important to extend Jake Matthews and Grady Jarrett, two cornerstone guys who was a part of 28-3 and still produced after the fact. You may make some bad decisions if you just blow it up, blow up the whole roster right away. It would have been ugly. I cannot disagree. I cannot disagree with what he said. Looking back now, I totally get it. Six months ago, I probably would have been on the other side of the fence on that. The record may also be ugly in 2022, but Smith doesn't deal with losses well, but the pro- but he processes them better than he was at a player in high school. Okay, he's talking about times in him in high school, back in North Carolina. Okay, I get it, get it, get it. Um, There were pluses from the Falcons going 7-10 last season, not just because winning seven games on the roster was credit to mostly good, to mostly good coaching. Let's back that up and say that again. Winning seven games with that roster was credited to mostly good coaching. I told y'all I believe we have a good coach here. I hope you guys believe the same thing. Smith likely liked the buy-in level from many, but not all, players. They went seven and two in one score games and contrasted a late game collapses that haunted recent Atlanta teams. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot give enough credit for this. Y'all remember the game? Y'all remember the Dallas game? Which one person on Twitter that I know, I I, I like him because uh, me and him still, you know, cool because of Georgia Southern. I'm not saying I'm not cool with him now, but he constantly referenced that Dallas game is the reason why he's not an Atlanta Falcons fan, but he constantly talks about the Falcons, which is another story for another day. But y'all remember the Atlanta game. I mean, y'all remember the the Dallas Cowboys game. Y'all remember all the other games that we uh, had that we lost when we uh, had late game collapses. Do I need to talk about the Super Bowl again? This last year, with very little talent in the in in the receiving side of the ball, on receiver receiving side of, of of offense, went seven and two in one score games in a passing league. If you're looking for Smith's ideal blueprint to how to build a team, start in Kansas City. The Chiefs hired head coach Andy Reid in 2013, remained competitive through their building process and didn't draft their quarterback of the future of Patrick Mahomes until 2017. So they didn't get Patrick Mahomes for four years. Remember the four years before that when they had Alex Smith? Yeah, they were still competitive. But they ain't had no Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes took over the starter in 2018 and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in 2019. Reid's seventh season. So if you think you're going to try to get a Super Bowl out of the Falcons, you may have to wait a while. And that's okay. Because a lot of teams don't win Super Bowls like that. What do you think we are, the Patriots? Every situation is different. But the Chiefs' evolution to feed into Smith's mind. Wait a minute. Every situation is different, but the Chiefs' evolution. Oh, it, oh, their evolution feeds into Smith's mindset of getting the foundation laid first. Even if the Rams, for all the attention paid to the mortgage in the future for veterans, which I talked about the Rams on another episode, which I don't want to really get into, but I think there were some nefarious things of going into the Rams winning the Super Bowl and making L.A. a, a prominent market in the NFL um, uh, in the NFL uh, sphere 
because LA is a dead market for the NFL. A lot of people don't want to talk about that. Them giving them a Lombardi trophy may boost that, but that's another story for another day as well. Even the Rams paid for all the attention paid to the Morgan in the future for veterans had a strong roster in place before the deals for Matthew Stafford and others. Yeah, they had a strong roster in place because they tried to give him a, a Super Bowl in 2016. And I say gave because, I, I like I said, there's very nefarious situations with that whole situation, but uh, I don't want to get into that. If the Falcons' decision to draft quarterback Desmond Ritter in the third round was smart because they see potential in him, and he was, they see potential with him, and he was a low-risk investment. If Ritter doesn't project out as a potential starter, the Falcons can draft another QB in 2023. Until then, the roster will continue to morph. Yeah, that is true. I agree with that. I want to win. I want to have urgency. You never promise anything. You don't know what's going to happen for a year now. And I'm not talking about this job. I mean, in health life, I'm not trying to be philosophical here, but I like the makeup of our team. I do too. I like where they're going. I like where we're going. I like where you guys are going as well. We have a lot of guys who are hungry, guys who are competitive, guys who have one-year deals and feel like they have something to prove. Guys who have one-year deals and feel like they have something to prove and they can flip back and pay these guys because of the excellent salary cap that space that they will have next year. Did I just not talk about this? We, as a team, have something to prove. And that mindset just not aligned with tanking. Do I need to say anything else? This was an excellent, excellent article by Arthur Smith. I know I'm a little more animated than usual, but this article has me so pumped up, so hyped up. I can't help but I, I, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this article all day ever since I read it or skimmed through it. I've been wanting to go through this with you guys. That's the end of the article. I don't have anything to say. What, let me know what you guys think. If you like this uh, podcast, hit the like button. Share this podcast. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Subscribe to any of these podcast avenues if you haven't already. Check out all the links down there below. If you want to donate and you find out in, in your heart's content to donate, the, the, the links are down there as well, the Cash App and the PayPal. Also, you can, uh, you know, you can donate through Anchor as well. I really appreciate you guys for giving me all the your time to listen to this. Give me your feedback on this because you guys don't have to do that. There's any other place you can be, but you can just, you guys decide to come here in the morning and listen to this. You guys decide to come late on in the afternoon when you go out coming going home from whatever you guys are doing, work, school, or whatever, to listen to what I have to say. And I cannot thank you guys enough. I will tell you, I don't know if this doesn't this doesn't get you riled up and excited for your team. I don't know what else will. I love what I heard from this coach. I love every bit of it. I know I'm a little more laid back and I, I get a little loud every now and then, but this, I was animated because I love every bit of this. Excellent, excellent interview here. The link will be in the description. You want to go back and listen to it or read it for yourself. Because I don't think there's any audio here. Let me look. No, there's no audio here. I I think this is worth two, three, four times. You need to re, you need to read this. Even if all the doubters, people who are doubting this team, the the so-called Falcons fans that are doubting this team, need to read this. 
excellent piece by the coach. Now, I want to see if this implements into some success. I hope so. But if you brought took a seven-win team, made the team that we had last year a seven-win team, I could just imagine what he does when he gets everything in place. Everything in place. I can imagine what he's able to do. I don't have anything to say, man. I'm going to get out of here, man. You guys, you guys have a, a wonderful Thursday. I hope you guys enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Keep your head up high if you're a Falcons fan. There's no reason not to at this point. All that stuff in the past is over with. I want to get out of here. Enjoy your Thursday. I got to go. You guys be blessed. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.